Registered owner is Mr. Paul DeFreitas, the Coast Guard told Mac. We found him down in the aft cabin. The other man isn't known to us, and we've not checked for identification. No one wanted to move the body until CSI had been down. And you're sure it's DeFreitas? The Coast Guard nodded. I know the man, he said. Or rather, I knew him. Practically lived aboard his boat. Mind you, if I owned something like this, so would I. Mac glanced around. They were standing in the main cabin. Well-upholstered seats surrounded a cherrywood table, on which was a scatter of marine-related magazines. A small but well-equipped galley kitchen could be glimpsed through a half-open sliding door. It was not the most luxurious yacht that Mac had ever seen, but it looked comfortable, and from the variety of personal items carefully stowed on shelves and racks, obviously well-loved and well-used. Other doors hinted at berths and heads, and although the Greek girl was not new, Mac could see that the finish and quality had been high when she was, and had stood the test of time. Very pleasant, he agreed, or would have been. He studied the body of the unknown man lying face down just below the steps leading down into the cabin. Through the open door, Mac glimpsed the second body in the aft cabin. He had not gone in. The Coast Guard had confirmed death, the large bullet wound in Defratus's head making that an easy task. The second, similar wound in the stranger's body, also easy to identify. Once he had realised this was a crime scene, the Coast Guard had then backtracked onto the deck, taking care to mark his route, improvising with a pack of tissues he happened to have had in his pocket. Miriam would be proud, Mac thought. She had recently conducted a seminar for the Coast Guard and lifeboat crews about the handling of crime scenes. Familiar voices drifting down from the deck told him that the local doctor who served on the police rotor and who had now confirmed the Coast Guard's judgment of death was chatting to the Soco team. He listened, but didn't hear Miriam's voice, just that of the crime scene manager, Philip Olds, and Kieran Bates, one of his newer recruits. Mac waited for them to come down. I like the tissues, Philip commented with a laugh. Nice bit of lateral thinking. Kieran, lay the plates on top, will you? Afternoon, Mac. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'll leave you to it, then. Not a lot more I can do here, so I'd best get on and see the family. Philip nodded. You got an ID, then? Mac pointed. The man in there is Paul DeFratis. As yet, we don't have a clue about his friend. Whoever he was, he's a big bugger, the Coast Guard said. You'll have your work cut out getting him back up on deck. Mac left them discussing the most effective way of extrication and took the designated route back onto the deck. He thanked the doctor and then started back onto the shore. He could see Andy was upset about something, practically jumping up and down in his agitation. Of Rena, there was no sign. Okay, where's she gone? She said she knew who the boat belonged to. Andy explained, I'm sorry, boss. I looked away for just a second, like, and she was gone. Going to see the defratuses, she said. She reckons it's their boat. He looked anxiously at Mac, wondering if he'd get the blame for Rena's sudden departure. Mac sighed. Well, you better drive me over there, then, he said. I sometimes think... 
It might just be easier for me to retire and let Rena get on and do my job.